Good morning. Today is Friday, September the 15th, and we're studying the Bible study guide for the third quarter of 2023. The Bible study guide for this quarter is called Ephesians, and this morning we're finishing lesson number 12. The reading for today is called Further Thought. Let us pray. Our loving Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this preparation day that you've given us. And Lord, we ask you to be with us as we prepare for your Sabbath day this, as it comes this evening. We ask you to help us to be ready when it comes and do everything that we need to do today. We ask you to please be with us as we study this Bible study guide. Send us your Holy Spirit to guide us. In Jesus' name, amen. First, we're going to read from Ellen White in the Adventist Review and Sabbath Herald from May 8, 1888. Our work is an aggressive one, and as faithful soldiers of Jesus, we must bear the blood-stained banner into the very strongholds of the enemy. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of the world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. If we will consent to lay down our arms, to lower the blood-stained banner, to become the captives and servants of Satan, we may be released from the conflict and the suffering. But this peace will be gained only at the loss of Christ and heaven. We cannot accept peace on such conditions. Let it be war, war to the end of earth's history, rather than peace through apostasy and sin. Now we're done with that quote. How does the book of Ephesians 6, 10-20 relate to the book of Revelation? The passage exhibits the same basic view of last-day events or eschatology as the basic motif of the book of Revelation. In both, the, in both, the people of God are under attack by the enemy who is in heavenly places and is active and powerful in the present, a, in the present age or eon. In both, the people of God are encouraged by the picture of the future eon. Further, both scenarios explicitly point to the final battle when the enemy will be conquered completely after which the new eon will, establish, will be established forever. A new age in which the final glorious state of the people of God and the eternal doom of the enemy will be evident. And now we have three discussion questions to end the lesson for this week. First, when have you most clearly confronted the powers of darkness. What have you found to be the most helpful strategies at those times? Um, uh, this is something that, that, that that's happened many times. Uh, one time I remember at church, there was a, a young man who, uh, who was acting as if, as if he was possessed by a demon. Um, and... Um, I did the best I knew how, and that is I just got on my knees and I prayed. I got on my knees and I prayed, and, and several others joined me, and we, we prayed together, and we asked God to deliver this man, and after a bit, he stopped acting the way he was acting. Uh, and so, uh, you know, there, there, there's it, it doesn't have to be that way. There's, there's other times when uh, Satan has attacked in various different ways. Uh, maybe we have put ourselves in a position where he can attack us easier. Sometimes we do dumb things. Sometimes we do dumb things and we put ourselves uh, in a position uh, where, um, where we shouldn't be. And the devil can attack us very, very easily. 
Uh, what I have found to be the most helpful in any of these times is just go to God. Just go to God in prayer. Go to God in prayer and pray and pray and get close to God. And um, that that for me is the only is the only way of of uh, of going through or getting through to these things. Uh, the power of darkness. Uh, the second question says, informed by Ephesians 6, 10 through 20, and we read that several times this week, how would you minister to someone who seems especially oppressed by the spiritual forces of evil? Uh, so I'm sure that there's many good answers to this question. Uh, you know, how would I minister them? On my knees, on my knees with a lot, a lot of prayer. Because this is something that... Uh, these verses that we just studied this week, uh, we are against some powers that are much, much stronger than we are, much, much more intelligent, much wilier, much, uh, you know, everything. They're, they're just so much higher level than us. And, you know, there, there's nothing I can do by myself. I, I will lose every single time. And so I have to do this battle or I have to minister to this person on my knees. It has to be on my knees, praying, constantly praying, and try to bring that person to Jesus, bringing that person to the feet of Jesus, letting them know how important it is to go to the feet of Jesus, and letting them see that with with Jesus, anything is possible, and Jesus is his only hope or her only hope in these times. Question number three. How do we best discern and reject the schemes of the devil? For example, how often do you feel ready to give up your faith because you feel you are too sinful, too corrupt to be saved? Who is putting that thought in your head? Christ or the forces of darkness? Especially at times like that, why must you claim many of the wonderful promises we have been given in Jesus? And so one thing we have to be, we have to always understand and know, no one is too sinful, too corrupt to be saved. God's grace is is more powerful than sin. God's grace overcomes sin every single time. All we have to do is accept it. All we have to do is accept it. We have that power of choice. It's a strong power. Sometimes it is difficult to make that choice, but that power is ours. We can make that choice. And so Satan puts in our head, no, you're too sinful. No, you're too corrupt. I can't believe you fell again. You know, you you just promised God that you would be faithful to him. And look what you just did. Don't even think of going to God now. He will not hear you. He will not listen to you. And those are the lies that Satan tries to tell us. And sometimes he's very successful with those lies. But we have to understand, we worship a God that loves us with a greater love than the best father or mother in the world love their children. He just loves us so much and will do anything for us. And so we have to understand that and not believe the lies that Satan will tell us. Satan will tell us all kinds of lies to get us away from, from God, to get us to distrust God, to get us to, to think that we're just too evil or too bad or, or oh, I, I've done it again. Just go to Jesus. Go to Jesus. He is there waiting for you. Yes, it is true. There is such a thing as rejecting Jesus 
too much that the Holy Spirit stops calling us. And without that call of the Holy Spirit, we won't want to be forgiven. We won't want to go to, to go to God. But anyone who says, oh, I'm too sinful, I'm too corrupt, they're, they're being pulled by God just, just by merely saying those types of things. So uh, that in that case, in, in, in the case of the unpardonable sin, the, the, the rejection of the Holy Spirit, but, uh, that is something that, uh, uh, that most of us don't have to worry about. And I say most of us, I probably mean all of us, uh, because uh, if we really have rejected the Holy Spirit, we don't care about God in any way. We don't care about getting close to him. We don't care that we're lost. We are okay how we are. There is nothing there because the Holy Spirit's been rejected. It's the only thing that pulls us. But it takes a lot to reject the Holy Spirit. It takes a lot to reject the Holy Spirit. Uh, just, you know, keep going to God. Fall and keep going to God. Fall and keep going to God. And we will continue to fall. And so, uh, in, in my life, I fall less and less. Uh, I, I am less selfish today, and I've noticed it than I was five years ago, ten years ago. Uh, I am less of a jerk today than I was five years ago, ten years ago. I am less of so many things. I, 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 I can tell a growth that is happening in, in, in my life. And, and so uh, we have to just go to Jesus Go to Jesus and be uh, aware that uh, if we go to him, he will always save us. He will always forgive us. He will always hear us. He will always accept us. He loves us. He loves us more than we can ever imagine. Let us pray. Our loving Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for your love. Thank you for your care for us. Thank you that... that uh, you will always forgive us, no matter what. We ask you to please help us to just stay in touch with you, just be connected to you, to surrender to you. Help us to, to realize that, uh, that true happiness is in a life of surrender to you. We ask you to please be with us the rest of this day. Help us to prepare ourselves for the Sabbath day and this preparation day. Uh, Take care of us as well. Forgive us for our sins. Keep us close to you. We ask you this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for being with us this morning. I encourage you to join us again tomorrow morning as we continue to study this Bible study guide. We're going to be studying, starting a brand new lesson. Thank you. God bless you.